Hey there, thanks for joining us for the latest podcast from Resound Church. We really believe that together we are better, and our heart is to reach, send, nurture, and disciple people as they become all that God has intended them to be. You can subscribe to our content on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, or head over to our website, resound.church forward slash app, to grab our app, which will keep you up to date with everything going on. We hope you're encouraged by today's message. Awesome. Well, good morning. How are we doing? Good. Yeah, looking forward to having Dom with us next week, even though it's via video. Uh, he's a great friend of our church, and um, we're looking forward to that. Hey, um, interestingly, you know, I was thinking this week as I was preparing to preach our next part of Church Is. God, what, what do you want us to, to unpack this week? Um, and I knew where we wanted to focus, but what scriptures, what things are we going to focus around? And Mitch and I had not had a conversation, and I didn't go there, but I thought about it and pulling that exact scripture that Mitch came up and shared before about Elisha seeking God's small voice. And I just feel there's an atmosphere, and I'm going to share some things in a moment, but I just want us to prepare our hearts, because even the songs that Katie chose today link into us seeking God's voice and seeking after Him. Because we're not here to just have a TED Talk. We're not here to just be inspired. We're here to meet with God. And so right now, just whether you're at home, whether you're in the room, I just want us to close our eyes for a moment. And I want us to prepare our hearts for what God wants to say today. Because beyond what I'm going to share, God's speaking to each of us. And something powerful, I believe, can, as Mitch shared, can take place. We've got to prepare our hearts. So God, right now, we ask for you to come and prepare our hearts and minds to be open. Lord, we don't want to come here just to to be in the room, to be with others. That's not the only thing we're here for. That's great. But we're here to encounter your Holy Spirit. We're here to encounter you. We're here to have a spiritual connection today. And so God, right now, I just pray in the mighty name of Jesus that you will open our hearts, prepare us for each to go on a journey of where we're at right now. So I ask God that you will come and speak. Let it not be my words, but let it be yours into each of our hearts today, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, my name's Trent. If you don't know me, I'm one of the pastors on staff here. And so just really looking forward to continuing our series on Church Is. You know, we've been talking a little bit over the last couple of weeks, what is the church? We've unpacked a little bit of, well, what does the church look like now in, I guess, a post-COVID sort of world? But we've established, and Wayne talked about, that the church is not the building. You know, if today... Or this week, the building burnt down. We were still, we are still the church. We could go to a hall down the road. We could just meet in homes. We're still the church. We saw that last year, that we're still the church. We we talked about how the people, you and I, and the Spirit of God living in each of us is the church. And we also unpacked a little bit, what is our mission uh, the great command and the great commission, how they, how they sort of look in our world. But today, I want to talk to you about the biggest 
factor that makes us different. You know, the church is spiritual. We're not just here to be a group of people together, which is so important, and we talk about it all the time, but I want to talk to you about what we're not. You know, the church is spiritual. We don't want to ever forget that. But I want to talk to us a little bit today about what we're not. Because I think as we go on a journey of just determining who we are, what the church is, it's good to always know who we're not. I remember a few, oh, well, f- about 15 years ago now, thanks Tim, we, um, we started a business, a business partner and I, and we sat around and uh, we were just talking about what is our business going to look like. Uh, we sat in his shed on some garden chairs and we were just planning uh, the business that we wanted to start, just throwing around ideas. But we took a fair amount of time in discussing what we weren't going to do and what we weren't going to be. And it kind of seems counterintuitive, but I think it's so important to determine who we're not when we're trying to identify who we are. And what we did is we came up with a whole list of things that actually said, well, we're not going to do this, and we're not going to be like that. Because often we can leave out those things that we we think, oh, well, that's just obvious. But what it allowed us to do over the course of running that business was actually where things came along and opportunities came up and there was culture coming in from different people on our team. What, what though, having those statements and those things already come um, be defined is it made sure there wasn't culture drift. It made sure there wasn't a drift away from who we actually felt we meant to be. You know, as a church, it's important to know who we're not. You know, as I said, we're not just the building. I think everyone knows that. We've said that a bazillion times, whatever, however many zeros that is. But we're not a rotary club, as great as rotary is. You know, we're not a sports club, as great as a sports club is. We're not just a charity. The church is called to help people and provide charity and help people. But we're not just a charity. You know, we're, we're not a men's shed or a CWA, as great as the cakes and the sandwiches are from CWA. All the young people got no idea what a country women's association, they bake cake. Anyway, look it up. Google it. But hey, those organisations are amazing organisations, but that's not who the church is. We're not just a meeting place. We're not just a place where we can come together and and be with others. That's not just who we are. And we're not just a place for positive talks and encouragement. We're actually a group of people who are spiritually connected to Jesus. That's why we're here. You know, if you look around the room, you put a mash of people together that would probably for no other reason be together but from the foundation of Jesus. And we've got to understand that, that, that we're connected and not to forget who we are. I want to look at a scripture from Genesis 1, verse 1. So the very first thing that happened in our world. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and empty and darkness covered 
the deep waters. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. Then God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God saw that there was light, that, was, that light was good. Then he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day and the darkness night, and evening passed, and morning came, marking the first day. Before anything we know, before there was grass, before there was even the sun and the moon, before there was anything, the Spirit of God was hovering. The Spirit of God was there waiting. The Spirit of God was prepared and ready for what was going to take place. Everything we know started with God's Spirit. Before there was anything else, God's Spirit was there. It wasn't like it was an add-on later on. God's Spirit was there and waiting for God's creation. He was waiting for humans to be there, to interact with them. You know, God is not just a component that we tack on to our lives, or he shouldn't be. I'm praying today that we'll come to a place of, of growing that. You know, I've, I've got lots of different software on my computer, and often you get the little pop-up thing, hey, would you like to add on this little thing? Gives you an extra feature and some extra benefit. The Spirit of God should not be just a tack-on that we bolt onto our life. It should be the central core part of our life. You know, we're physical and spiritual beings. And in the world, most of what we do and most of what we experience benefits our physical. Not just physical, physical, but us being here right now. How, what we eat, what we do, how we entertain ourselves. And there's a strong um, a strong focus on the things of now. But actually, do you know today that our spirit lives on forever? Our spirit isn't just for here and now, from us being born to us being dead here on this earth. And do we really give our spiritual life and the spiritual things of this world the same amount of attention? I would pray that we, we aim to do that. But it's so easy to think that the whole world revolves around us here and now, hey. It's so easy to just get focused on, oh, what am I, you know, like there might be, you're thinking about what's for lunch today or what's happening this week or what's happening tomorrow or, or whatever it is. And there's a desire for us to fulfill our now needs. And a whole bunch of those things in themselves aren't bad, but we can't just have a bolt-on and go, hey, my spiritual life is just a, an add-on to what we have. You know, even when we come to the church, it can be easy for us to just focus on now needs. But our spiritual life lives on forever. God comes to meet with us here in a spiritual realm you know that feeling that maybe you experienced today as we're in worship or maybe as you took communion, that's the Holy Spirit here working in and through each of us. The church is beyond a club. The church is beyond a social gathering. It's not just a positive speaking event. You know, you could come, oh, 
You know, there's going to be a preacher there. They'll encourage me. I'll feel better than I did when I walked in. The goal of us preaching and sharing is to encounter God, to know more about him so that we might have revelation in ourselves and come to a point of greater relationship than ever before. You know, I, I don't know if you've ever heard of an organisation called the Sunday Assembly. It was a group of people that started in New York City and they, they looked at the church. They looked at church coming together and gathering. They saw, oh, this, there's a group of people that love to get together and they saw some great benefit, but we, we don't want the God stuff. They, they just said, oh, well, let's do church but without God. I remember hearing about this organisation back in 2013, 14, something like that. And they started to do church, but without God. They had songs. They were singing chart songs. They'd come together. They'd set up a room. They would have someone stand up and give a positive talk. They would even have great coffee. And people starting to laugh. I'm serious. This was a thing. And there's, they meet all around the world now. They were looking for connection and saw from the outside in that something powerful was happening in the church and thought, well, hey, let's just take what they've got, but let's throw out the God bit because we don't like that bit. Interestingly, and I was reading up a little bit recently, they, it was unsustainable. For some reason, it just didn't take off. For some reason, people came and they liked it for a little while, and, but, but there was just not this same connection to the church, and they looked at the church down the road and like, well, how come they're working out, but our thing isn't? Well, it's like trying to bake a cake without flour. They took God out of the equation. They thought somehow that without God and without the spiritual aspects of church, we could still have church. But what was the thing that was missing? The key ingredient was missing. God was missing. And for us to think that we're coming to church and we're just going to leave God out of the mix or, hey, it might dwindle off and that's not so important. The core reason we are the church is because we're spiritual and we're connected to a spiritual God. The church without God, without Jesus, without the Holy Spirit is not the church. Like that organisation, they tried to create the church. But the church, by definition, requires connection to God. 1 Corinthians 4, 18 to 20 says this. Some of you might have become arrogant, thinking I will not visit you again. Paul's writing this to the Corinthian people. But I will come and soon, if the Lord lets me. And then I will find out whether these arrogant people just give pretentious speeches or whether they, are really, whether they really have God's power. Verse 20, for the kingdom of God is not just a lot of talk, it is living by God's power. So we're not coming here to just have positive speeches, to, to have positive environment, to hear some great music and, and get a warm fuzzy. We're here as the kingdom of God. There's power in it. It's the living power of God in each and every one of us. And imitations don't work. They can't fill the void. As I shared that story about the Sunday assembly, 
the power of God is required to fill that void. We're, we're human spiritual beings and we need connection to God. We need connection to our creator. I wrote this, the church is an extension of the kingdom of God and an outpost of the most high. I don't know exactly what heaven's going to look like. I don't know anyone that's been there. Uh, it's usually hard to talk to them when they have. Um, but, but what we know from the Bible is that heaven's going to be a, a place full of joy, excitement. We're going to be able to worship God all day, every day. It sounds really tiring, but, you know, like in our spiritual being, it's, we're not going to experience tiredness. We're not going to experience hunger. And heaven's going to be this incredible place where we can go and be with him. The church, us coming together, should be an extension of that. It should be an outpost. You know, if you think of a, an army, they have a small outpost a bit further away from where their, their main army is set up. And it, it represents the culture. It represents the, 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 the edge of the army. So the church should be an outpost of the Most High. We should be carrying the Spirit of God and a bit of heaven in us somehow that goes out into the world and we should be coming together and that being a key part of who we are. Philippians 1 verse 27 says, Above all, you must live as citizens of heaven, conducting yourselves in, manners, in manner worthy of the good news about Christ. Then whether I come and see you again or only hear about you, I will know that you are standing together with one spirit and one purpose, fighting together for the faith which is the good news. Paul says there to the Philippians, we should be citizens of heaven. You know, whether we're in our homes, maybe you're sitting at home today, you're a citizen of heaven. We should be. If you're in the room today, citizens of heaven. What does that mean? When we're the citizen of somewhere, we take that culture with us. You know, if you go to another country, which is very difficult to do right now, let's hope that opens up soon, I'm keen to travel. Uh, but, but when we go, we're still Australian, mostly. If you're from somewhere else, you're not, but you know what I mean. But we take our culture with us, how we speak, the things we like, the way we go about relating to people. Us being part of the church, remembering the church is people, us together, experiencing the power and, the, and connection to heaven. We should be citizens taking that culture with us. But we're linked in one spirit and one purpose, and that's the gospel. Yeah. Seeing the world transformed with the gospel of Jesus. You know, the church is a spiritual group of people. It's a place where people should be able to encounter God. You know, many people don't understand what that even is like, and that, but they should be able to experience through us and through our meetings and, and what we do somehow find a connection to a spiritual being that maybe they never even ex knew existed. You know, I've been having a, a, a number of conversations really recently with people, well, how do I even hear from God? How do I hear his voice? I thought I could hear his voice, but I'm not really sure. Is that God? The church should be a place where we help people journey that. How am I hearing God's voice? Is it... 
You know, I, I don't know of anyone, let me know, come see me after the service, that had a booming voice from heaven. And even in Scripture, we see that only a few times. Our journey of faith is a difficult one. I think it's difficult. But where we're relying on God and His Holy Spirit to guide us, um, and with the people around about us, we can each take that next step, hear from God more. You know, in the church, hope is found. People that maybe have no hope in their life, for whatever reason, hope is found. Voids are filled. I feel like something's missing, something's just gone. Addictions can be broken, not through us, not through me, but through the Spirit of God. Comes and does something miraculous and actually takes away addictions. Lives can be transformed. Miracles can take place. Miracles can take place. Now, some people go, well, miracles are, you know, did someone's foot grow or did they, you know, have some huge physical healing? That's possible, I believe. But what we often think of miracles are, you know, something extreme like that. But maybe someone's miracle is a relationship change, a breakthrough in their own connection to God, something that seems impossible unless God. But do people even know that that can happen? And the biggest one, eternity is assured. Through the church, through us connecting people to Jesus, people's eternity can be assured. Ephesians 2, 19 says this, So now you Gentiles are no longer strangers and foreigners. You are citizens along with all of God's people. You are members of God's family. Together we are his house, built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. And the cornerstone is Christ Jesus himself. We are carefully joined together in him, becoming a holy temple for the Lord. Through him, you Gentiles are also being made part of this dwelling where God lives by his spirit. The cornerstone is Christ Jesus himself. In our own lives, in our church, what we do, Jesus must be the cornerstone. But together we are his house built on that foundation. As a church, if we start to drift away from from spiritual things, from being focused on the Holy Spirit walking uh, and working through each of us, then we just start to become a charity. We just start to become a positive place to be. We start to just do motivational talks. The church is beyond the people even coming together. Even us coming together, the church is beyond that. As I said before, if we're just coming together to have fun, that's okay. We want people to have connection. But ultimately, we've got to be connected to the ultimate connector through Jesus. Our relationship with Jesus is what matters. Colossians 1.18 says, Christ is also the head of the church, which is his body. He is the beginning, supreme over all who rise from the dead. So he is first in everything. Christ is the head of the church, which is also his body. You know, the scriptures talk about the church and and people being his body. The way I see that is that we're his hands and feet on the earth. 
Jesus can absolutely come and have an encounter with someone that has no idea who he is. Look at what he did with Paul. Paul was walking along one day. He was hunting Christians. God came, bam, changed his life. And we see the most miraculous change. I, I believe that people can have that experience. But for the most part, we are the hands and feet of Jesus. We've been called to, to, to reach out. We've been called to take the gospel to the world. We've been called to do something for him. But that requires us to have a spiritual connection to God. It's not just ticking a box. It's not just doing charity. All of those things are important. But if the church is spiritual, then we should be a place that prays. What's praying? Is that just when we come to church, we're very solemn and we, we say the right things and in Jesus' name, amen. No, it's just us talking to God. You know, we can talk to God wherever we are. Whether we're here, whether we're at home in our, our rooms, whether we're listening, when we're driving to work, we can pray to God. God just wants to meet with you. God's sitting there like he did with Elisha saying, just come closer, come closer. But often it requires us to have an intentional mindset to say, God, I'm going to come closer and listen. And for us to stop talking for a little bit, for us to stop thinking. You know, the church, if the church is spiritual, then we should be worshipping something greater than ourselves. But we're here to worship God. We're here to worship the creator of the universe. We're here to worship someone who put the spirit in place before anything else. Why? Because he's better than anything. He, he's made everything we can see. He deserves our praise. He deserves our worship. And you know what happens is when we take our eyes off ourselves, and, and I love to think of it this way, when we, we're looking down... We're just looking at ourselves. But when we look up and we're like, God, I'm going to worship you. I'm going to connect with your spirit today. We lift our eyes off ourselves and we lift our eyes onto him. Because all our stuff seems to just disappear. And we might still have to deal with it. But we shift our eyes onto something greater. The church should be a place where we're experiencing the power of the Holy Spirit. We're a Pentecostal church. We believe in signs and wonders and miracles. We believe in speaking in tongues. We believe that the Holy Spirit can come and have an encounter with every one of us today. We believe in prophesying. What, what do I mean by that? Hey, go, Mitch, go and do this. No. Hey, Evan, go do this. Prophesying, if we read in the Bible, is about encouraging one another in the faith. Encouraging someone to, to grow. Now, we can have directional prophecy, but that's not what I'm talking about. You can prophesy into someone's life. Hey, Liv, today I just believe God's speaking to you and we're not making up stuff, but a connection through the Holy Spirit to say, you know, I just want to encourage you today to keep going on with God. Times might be tough and difficult. But the Spirit of God is there with you. And he's watching. And he's there. And he wants to encourage you. 
We're a church that connects with the Holy Spirit. We should be pe- preaching, teaching. I was going to say teaching. And pre- we should be preaching the Bible, the Word of God. We believe the Bible is God-inspired, written by man, but God-inspired. We should be having faith for miracles, listening for the vo- to the voice of God in everything that we do and leading others towards Jesus. Let me finish with this. Revelation 3 says, I know all the things you do, that you are neither hot nor cold. I wish that you were one or the other. But since you are like lukewarm water, neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. It's a bit heavy to finish on, eh? But what I want us to get from this scripture is that God is yearning for us to be on fire for him. But what does that look like for you? Every one of us has a different, we're in a different place of our faith journey. We're in a different place. And that red hot isn't measurable against someone else. It's easy for us to look and go, oh, I wish I was on fire for God like that person. But how are you feeling? How are you connected to God? Are you just moseying along? Or are you seeking, hey God, I want to connect with your spirit more. The continuation of that verse says, Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and I will share a meal together as friends. Those who are victorious will sit with me on my throne just as I was victorious and sat with my father on his throne. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. God's seeking after you. God's seeking after me. He's seeking after every one of us to have a connection with his spirit. I just want to pray this morning and, and I believe there's an opportunity for us in ourselves. I'm not going to ask for a response, but maybe you've struggled connecting spiritually to him. Maybe you've struggled connecting, maybe hearing his voice. What does that even mean? I'd love to journey that with you because I don't believe it's necessarily just a drop. Here's what to do. It's a process. Let's talk about that. So just with everyone's eyes closed, I, I just want you right now in yourself to say, God, I want to seek after you to, here today. God, I'm sitting here at home. I, I want to seek after you today. I'm struggling, struggling in my spiritual walk. As the church, we are called to be a spiritual place. And maybe for you, depending on where you're at, you just need a, a, the fire of God to come upon you again. Maybe from where you first experienced Him. Maybe you just need something right now and I believe the Holy Spirit's going to come and, and do something in you right now, no matter where you are. What's that going to take? Coming close. Coming close. Coming close. Father, we pray right now that your spirit will come. 
We're desperate for you today, God. Lord, I pray for each person, no matter where they're at, that you will just come and meet them as our hearts and our minds are crying out. Maybe we don't understand how to get there. Maybe we don't understand what we need to do. Just as we're open and willing, Spirit, come and meet with us today. Help us to walk into each and every day relying on you. God, I pray today that you will do only what you can do. Hey, what a great message. Thanks for joining us here at Resound Church. We pray that you've been encouraged through the message and that you've grown just a little bit closer to God. While you're online, why don't you head over and give us a like on Facebook or Instagram or check out our website at resound.church. You can subscribe to our content on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or head over to our website resound.church forward slash app to grab our app, which will keep you up to date with everything going on. Well, don't forget next week, there'll be another amazing podcast here to listen to from Resound Church. We hope you join us then.